This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey friends, it's Nat. I am back with episode number 52 of the Ops Authority Podcast, and today we are going to talk about a touchy subject, and it's one that will happen to you over time, assuming that you're in the service space, so you're a service provider, potentially having that project management skill set. And this happens quite a bit. And let me tell you what this is in air quotes. (laughs) So you are, you're fully capable of being a leader in a business, but the client that you're working with just won't let you be that leader. They won't let you step into that leadership role. So we're going to talk about this today. Welcome back. I am so excited that you're here and let's dive in. So you're in a position and maybe even a little predicament with your client. You're super invested in his or her business and you can see yourself in a leadership role, but that leader has the reins pulled just a little bit too tight and you can't bring the best parts of you to the business because your leader won't let you. Have you ever been in this position? Oh my goodness, I have. (laughs) As I prepared for this episode, I was remembering a certain time in my corporate career. I had a proven track record in the human resources area, and I was given a promotion. And of course, I was jazzed when I got that promotion. So that promotion placed me in a new area of the company outside of my comfort zone in the HR space, but my leader blocked me from shining and showing up in my full potential. And it was in that full potential in that previous position that had landed me in this new opportunity that I am seeing. So I'm a natural born leader. So holding that back was way limiting and really demotivating. So I internalized this and I took it as it was a me thing, as a Natalie thing, and it turned into a imposter situation. So I didn't feel qualified to do this new role and I shouldn't, I kept telling myself, I shouldn't have even received this promotion. I sabotaged myself day after day to the point where I'm not going to say I was depressed, but I maybe so. Like I felt really depleted and sad. Like going into work, I had an anxiety over me. And it was all because I really couldn't be express myself in my true form. So after months of realizing that the behavior was actually happening and identifying the true root cause, I reached out to a mentor who had massively helped me in the past. And so it just made sense to go back to that same exact person. So out of that conversation with a mentor, and it wasn't just one conversation, it was several along the way, I learned quite a few things. And today I'm going to be sharing those tips that I learned from her. And I'm going to 
share with you what work I did, how I did the work that finally allowed me to step into that leadership role. And before I go any further, I want to let you know that I see this often in the online and small business space. So while I shared a experience from me from my corporate days, just know that this also happens in the online space, right? Here's the background to the why, why this happened, which will help you in addressing this issue later. Most small businesses and online business owners have reached success because they've grown their business themselves. 99% of the time, we start and build these businesses with our own blood, sweat, and probably a few tears. (laughs) Our identity as CEOs is in the building part of our business. That's when we put in the most amount of work. That's when we are just one in the same. We are, again, like it is your identity. And so when leaders start to elevate and desire to scale their businesses, they begin to extend a little bit of that identity onto somebody else and they want to bring on additional support. Or maybe it's just the first time that they've reached for support. So think about that. They're hiring someone to replace or duplicate them. So this handoff is often rocky because there are little to no processes or systems for the new hire to follow. Yet the expectation is that they will actually come in and be a duplicate of that person. So the expectations are just off from the very beginning. And so allowing that person to come in and I'm not going to say they're going to run your business, but to step in as an extension of you feels very, sometimes it's threatening. Sometimes it's just uncomfortable. Sometimes it's the lack of leadership. It can be all of those things. And there's usually not just one reason that this happens. So how do you handle the situation? Situation where you have the passion to be a leader, but you're blocked by the leader that's actually paying you to come in and do this role. I'm going to give you a few really practical pointers. Hello, it's the Ops Authority podcast where we deliver really actionable steps. And so that's exactly what we have today. First of all, If you're feeling like someone's blocking you, like that leader is not allowing you to come in and be your full expression, to come in and give that business the benefit that you have, that you know you can provide, the very first thing I want you to do to get that leader comfortable is to ask them questions. And so you're going to ask in-depth questions about strategy. So why is it that you did this this way? What is the expected outcome? How are we going to make sure that we get to that place? So these are all questions that would really turn the head of a leader and say, wow, this person really genuinely cares about my business, this problem, or this product. And as you're listening, I want you, well, of course, you're going to take notes because you're just that type of person. But whether it's in the moment or whether you need some time to process like me, I want you to come back and provide solutions. So even though you're asking them and you're surprising them by asking them these in-depth, thoughtful questions, I promise you, they are not assuming or expecting that you're going to come back with a quality solution to the answers that they gave you. So if you're asking about the why and they give you a solution, you can come back and say, hey, why did you do it this way? Should we consider doing it this other way? Maybe that question is about the success that they expect to see by doing an upcoming launch. And they come back with a solution that doesn't have a lot of depth. You 
Instead, come back to them a day later, a minute later, whatever that looks like for you, whatever processing time you need, and you give them a plan of success. Hey, this is what success looks like. Or you have a new hire, and instead of saying, woohoo, we've got this new hire in here, they're going to help us with customer service and delivery and all of these things, you come back to that leader and you say, we're so excited to have Sally with us. Here are 30, 60, 90-day goals to make sure that this business is getting the benefit of this new talent. And so you're asking questions and you are providing in-depth, really good, solid solutions and opportunities for the business owner. You have to know that by doing this, they are going to feel support, they're going to feel trust, and they're going to feel that union that they're going to understand that you truly are in this beside them. It is not necessarily a top-down situation anymore. That may have been what they hired you for, but now you're showing how you can come in and relieve that leader. Once you do that, several times, that leader is going to trust that you have their best interest at heart. The next thing I want you to do is to increase communications. I've talked about this before, but man, I want you to listen to this again. Increase the communication to the leader. In the small business space where we see teams today being built by contractor after contractor after contractor, now this is not an episode to talk about different ways to bring on to build your team, but that is the reality of today. We see lots of organizations that are in the building or scaling phase that are surrounded and lifted by contractors coming in for incremental or fractional hours of work. Nothing wrong with that model, But in that model today, I am seeing just the lack and just incredible amounts of poor communication taking place. So if you flip that and you are now the person on the team that is doing the communicating, giving status updates, monitoring the performance of marketing plans, of strategic objectives, of projects, of talent, you are going to be a standout. Next is really increasing communications around the reporting. So if you can show up every single week with a report showing the progress that the team has made, you're gonna show weak spots, you're gonna give a view or a look ahead to what's coming up, that leader is going to feel, again, just super supported. When we're talking about monitoring performance and looking at the reporting, don't forget about market information. So I know you, you're a fact finder, you enjoy doing research and looking for depth in solutions. In doing that, you're going to do natural market research. You don't have to have a degree in marketing or a degree in market research or ever have done that job in the past to be curious One of the biggest traits I see in directors of operation and project managers is that curiosity. And I want you to translate that into market information. If your leader is wanting to try and test something new, I want you to go out into the market and see what their competitors are doing. They are not doing this step. They do not think in details. They think in visions and big picture. And so by you going out there and getting that information, communicating it back to the leader, you together are going to be able to make a better quality, 
data-based decision and remove that intuition, which has its place, trust me, but you're going to feel steady. She's going to feel, he or she is going to feel really supported by knowing that you went out there and actually looked into the information, looked into competitors, understood what it is that other people are doing, how they're pulling this off. It may not even just be competitor research, but what is the format? What is the programming that other people are using to pull off a project or a, a deliverable? All right. I am hoping I'm not getting on my soapbox here, but if you truly want to be that leader and that leader is blocking you to pull down those walls, the next thing I want you to consider is being resourceful. Nothing burns me up more than somebody coming to me and asking me how to do something whenever there are so many knowledge bases out there. Every single tool has a knowledge base or a customer service person that you can write in and ask to get the answer. Because if they come to me about a technology tool, I can promise you guys I am not going to know the answer. So be resourceful Solve your problems on your own. I want you to be as independent as possible, but still collaborative. And that's where that communication piece that we just spoke about comes into play. So be resourceful, solve your own problems, use the data, the resource, your connections, the internet, use all of that. Like Dr. Google can solve so many problems because the rest of your teammates are probably asking you And then you may be transferring that and asking the leader, I don't want you to be in that predicament. And I don't want the leader to feel like you're bringing low-level problems to them. So solve your own problems, be resourceful, be independent, and bring the solution like we started this list with. Bring those solutions, provide solutions back to the leader. The very last thing, and perhaps one of the most important things, is to lead projects with integrity. Lead the team. I want that leader, the business leader, the CEO, the visionary of the business, not to have that guttural feeling of, oh my goodness, did Sally do this? Is Bobby taking care of this? Where are we in the project with this? I want you to lead this project. And so you're going to use your project management systems to document this, to keep track, to notify, to stay on top of notifications, to bring all that information back to the leader. If you do all of these steps, I will promise you that that leader is going to see the leadership potential that you have in yourself. And ladies, at the end of the day, if you do all of these things, you will absolutely be worth more than you were when you entered into the business. Show up with all of these skills. Every single person listening today wants to be better. Professional and personal development is super high on your list. And by doing these things, which are all in your wheelhouse, you are going to show your leader that you are worth more, that you can be a consistent resource. Forget temporary work. You can now come in in a larger scale in their business, a larger role in their business. You can get paid more. You can have less clients. At the end of the day, this is what leadership looks like. But even though I know every single one of you has the potential, I also know that there is a fear in just stepping up and being the leader, earning a leadership role in an existing business. You don't have to be best friends with the leader. You don't have to come in as a referral. You can literally come into a role and rise 
through the ranks by showing up and showing off. I talk about this a lot and it means so much to me because I know so many of us have this. It doesn't matter if you're introverted or you're extroverted or you're a fact finder or you're not a fact. It really, all of that aside, if you have these leadership abilities, these are the steps that I want you to do. I want you to ask questions, thoughtful questions, and give solutions. I want you to communicate over-communicate, monitor the performance, show how the team is doing, how the projects are going by showing up with good reporting and have it be consistent. I want you to look to the market. Go to the market, find that information and bring it back. Solve your problems independently. Don't ask the leader unnecessary questions. Be resourceful, be independent. And lastly, Lead these projects with integrity. Show up and do them inside of the tool to where everybody can communicate, everyone can see progress, everyone can see the non-progress that's happening, but make sure that you really are the leader of the project. And it's much more than just putting it in a tool. It's actually navigating, following up, making sure that the project management skill sets that you have are utilized each and every day that you're a part of this business. So you can do all of that, but I also know that you're going to run into situations where the leader is just going to be hesitant to turn this responsibility over to you. And these are the ways to navigate around that. Instead of giving up and walking away, I want you to see the growth and the potential that you have in transforming that relationship to truly be able to step into a leadership role when maybe when you entered that business, you didn't think that you were going to be able to do that. So As with every single episode, including this one, episode number 52, I want to make sure that you walk away with an ops activity. That means that you are not just spending your time or wasting your time listening to this. You're actually listening and doing something with that information. So would you go over to our private Facebook group? You can get there by going to theopsinsiders.com. That's our private, we're going to call it a club. But that's our private place where we continue the conversations that we have here on the podcast. And so this week's Ops Activity of the Week is to come into theopsinsiders.com and tell me of the list that we talked about today, what are you going to start practicing? Are you going to ask more questions? And you know what? Forget that. You're going to tell me the questions that you asked this week. Let's make it actionable. The next time you are in front of your CEO, I want you to come into that group and tell me what it is that you did to show up as a leader. Again, you can come into our group. We will have a thread this week and you can post that in theopsinsiders.com. Thank you ladies so much for being here. I'm gonna be back next week with another great episode. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.